0: home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports
1: with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. All right. Uh, big special thanks to our uh, next guest here. She's joining Inside Sports for the first time. She is the newly anointed Junos correspondent for the program from Global Edmonton. It's Sierra Yaschuk. Sierra, you're on with Reed. How are you doing?
2: Hi, I'm good. I'm actually ducking behind the bar. I'm looking at a broom right now, and I'm trying to find a quiet spot. So things are going well.
1: All right. Well, if you see any scone of gold, grab me one, and I'll have it later. So done. Thank you for doing this on short notice. I saw on, on social media that you are there, and something very unusual happened. Can you describe what happened with Avril Levine and the person who interrupted whatever she was doing?
2: I can, and actually, it's going to be a little bit of disappointment at first so everybody starts screaming and I look beside me and I'm like what is going on and uh, my boyfriend's like oh my goodness there's a girl topless on stage and we're up in the loge area so you can't really see it because the screens are kind of smaller and they don't have the jumbotron on and yeah this girl in all hot pink and you can kind of just see this hot pink blob hop on stage and then Avril Lavigne swears at her to get off stage and that's when I'm like okay Something is going on, and it is not good. And, yeah, she got escorted off. We watched it. But apparently, if you're watching at home, people actually saw the breasts, which I, I did not see. But apparently, that is circulating social media.
1: Okay. Well, it'll be, I mean, I guess we can kind of joke about it, but I, I imagine there's going to be some fallout in terms of security. How did she get on stage and all that kind of stuff? So so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Nickelback is accepting their uh they're 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 talking about going to the canadian hall of uh music hall of fame right now how did connor do on stage introducing them
2: Honestly, my jaw was on the floor, and I got to see it, thank goodness, because you called me right after. Connor did phenomenal. <laughs> We're sitting there watching like, oh, my goodness, this is the best interview he's ever done. He's like putting emphasis on <laughs> the words. And, yeah, it's, it's been really good. Honestly, I think that Connor kind of outdid the topless performer. Social media might not agree, but that's where my thoughts are at.
1: <laughs> wow, that's a great line. Connor outdid the topless performer. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, see. Sierra, thanks for uh, hopping away from the show to do this. Um, I I really appreciate it. Hopefully see you soon. Enjoy.
2: Absolutely. Anytime. Have a good night.
1: That is Sierra Yastrick from Global Television at the Junos. Just her view of what happened with the topless protester interrupting Avril Lavigne. And then uh, number 97, Connor McDavid. So they they had a pre-taped. I was able to watch it. It was on during our news. So I could turn the sound up on the TV here. Uh, Ryan Reynolds did his usual shtick, you know, pretended that he thought he was inducting Joni Mitchell or something like that. And wasn't, isn't Joni Mitchell and Nickelback. And then they had a little video for Nickelback. And then McDavid was on stage and he did, uh, had some words to said how much he loves playing in Edmonton and talked about Nickelback. And they came up and did some speeches, which have just wrapped up. So that, so we, we pretty much bring you everything. We bring you, uh, inside sports, Juno updates. We continue to, uh, Educate and uh, entertain. That really is what the show is all about. We also bring you the scoreboard. The Maple Leafs lead the Sabres 2-1 late in the second period. Yarn Croc has the go-ahead goal for the Leafs avalanche taking it to the canadians tonight it is 6-1 with a minute 14 left in the second period later dallas at seattle seattle a point ahead of the oilers for third in the pacific division oilers home to ottawa tomorrow it's on 6 30 with the face-off show at five-thirty, and the puck will drop at seven all right here's uh here's the call from friday night The play-by-play here provided by Shane Albahroni of the Fort Wayne Comets. Comets goaltender and Oilers prospect Ryan Fanti getting in a goalie fight against the Wheeling Nailers.
0: Oh, what is this? Fancy and Barone. Barone wants a piece of Fancy. Look at this. Barone is going out to the blue line. Are they going to go? Oh, the helmets are off. Let's do it. Goalie fight here at the Coliseum. Barone and Fancy lining each other up. Let's see what we got. Fancy with the left. Tags him. Fancy's still up. Looking around. Oh, he fakes the left hand. Barone. Look at that right by Fancy. Tags him again. Another right. Fancy going in with another one. Barone doesn't have a chance. Fancy takes him down. Look at the private bench explode. Ryan Fancy what a number on Barone. He wanted it and he got it.
1: All right, so <laughs> <laughs> that's a great call by the way uh from shane Alberoni and uh oilers prospect goaltender the guy in the goalie fight ryan fanti joins us now ryan welcome to
3: inside sports how are you doing i'm doing good uh doing good here thanks for having me well thanks for
1: hopping on the show of course we got to chat during training camp and you've been playing with fort wayne here in the echl and your name is all over social media and the internet the last few days let let's start there you got in a goalie fight with brad barone on friday night um just describe the whole the whole scene because it was was it not that you guys scored an empty netter and then some stuff started started happening
3: yeah exactly so it was a one goal game um up until uh that that last play that i think it was with like 30 seconds or 40 seconds left where um we kind of got a break um I think that Puck might have fumbled over their de- their defenseman in our in our zone and um one of our one of our forwards there uh, Matt Alvera was chasing it down and it was one of those situations where he like the other defenseman kind of knew he was going to beat him to the puck and get the open net and the guy kind of gave him a push going like full speed and kind of took out Alvi's legs a little bit so um after that there was a little bit of a scrum down in the far end uh, just because of you know obviously the the situation that happened and then uh Yeah, that other goalie was actually obviously on the bench because they had an empty net um and then he kind of just got off and was standing at the red line and i could kind of notice a little bit that he was kind of like standing there and waiting and waiting and kind of peeking down at me and then yeah and then it kind of just i mean happened also quick obviously when it happened but he kind of looked at me and shook his gloves a little bit and i guess it kind of just was one of those ones where it you know i mean it's just one of those ones where one of those things where just happens so quick and you're not expecting it so um yeah pretty crazy night overall though
1: well, I, so you said you weren't expecting it. I wanted to ask you that about sort of your level of surprise that he would just come off the bench and sort of stand there to, to challenge you. I mean, was there was there any sort of rivalry with, with Barone or a previous incident or he just decided he was going to try to stand up like the rest of his team was?
3: Yeah, no, I don't know. There wasn't anything between uh, him and I. No, it's just one of those. Like he obviously just got off the bench. I think originally just because you know we scored and he was gonna have to go back in the net um, for the last forty seconds of the game or whatever it was. And then, yeah, I don't know if it's something you know that's kind of maybe in the back of every goalie's head at one point is you know maybe to cross it, cross it off a bucket list if it's on there. Kind of maybe something like scoring a goal. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It kind of just happened. There wasn't anything previous previous going on about it and. Kind of just an opportunity, not, not I wouldn't even call it an opportunity, obviously, but kind of just a situation that falls in your lap, and yeah, it kind of just happened. I guess. Have you ever been in a fight in a game before? I have not, no, never had. Uh, I played college, so obviously, there's no fighting in college with mostly obviously with players wearing cages, obviously, goalies wear cages, but um, obviously, it's not legal in the, in the NCAA. So, um, I had maybe one, maybe a little uh, like chance in junior um, before where like an incident kind of um ensued but nothing nothing ended up coming out of it so um yeah it's been my only one
1: so you did very well in the fight you tagged him early and then we're, were pretty much in control what do you remember about the actual <laughs> fight now of about three days later
3: yeah no kind of just honestly when we we're squaring off kind of just going through my head like holy crap this is happening holy crap this is happening!" Cause You know like i said it just happens quick and then you know maybe a little bit in the back of your mind you know like my my dad's gonna ring me out for this one or something you know little things like that um yeah and then obviously like it kind of just gets down obviously um a little bit of adrenaline takes over and yeah i guess just things kind of like roll quick like i've said a few times it's. Like I guess I don't really have too much experience with it, so kind of everything just kind of went happened, and and uh, next thing you know, I was in the room, kind of you know calming down a little bit, and you know kind of figure out what all just what all just took place.
1: What did your teammates and your coaches say to you?
3: Yeah, it's just one of those things, like you know what I mean, just something that doesn't happen too often, um, you know, in any league in general. So. Uh, I think all the guys were, you know, it was a big win in general, too. Um, The team we are playing, Wheeling, there's kind of chasing us for the final playoff spot. So um, just in general, it was a big win on top of, obviously, the little rivalry we have going on with them, Um, you know, just team to team right now. So little bit of emotions in that sense in that sense that it was a chippy game kind of throughout the the thick of things and then just getting a win so um yeah everyone was kind of jacked up and kind of you know the first time everyone's any or any other teammates of my uh my team and any um seen anything like that so um I think everyone was just obviously excited with the win and then obviously just the way things out turned turned down the down the thick of things they, they were all pretty jacked up Ryan Fanti, Oilers
1: prospect, goaltender in the ECHL with the Fort Wayne Comets joining us tonight on Inside Sports. How soon after the game did you watch the fight? And here's Shane's call. I got to give Shane credit. Your play-by-play guy and your media relations guy. He did a great job with the play-by-play too. How long after did you watch it?
3: Yeah, I know. Shane is awesome. Um, Probably like later on after we were getting dressed because we had to get on the road um, right after the game. So um, kinda of went me around the bus, you know, all packing up the bus and finally got on there. You know, you see some videos circling around um and guys showing it to me. So probably right after the game there. But yeah, Shannon did an awesome job with uh with the commentary. He's uh he yeah, he's he's very enthusiastic. It's it's cool to listen to.
1: Okay, so you mentioned your dad. What did he say to you when you talked to
3: him? <laughs> yeah, honestly, he was uh he's he's super involved. We talk hockey all the time after after games and stuff. So um, you know, just I think, and I didn't want to get hurt. Obviously, in the moment too, it's kind of just one of those things where it just happens. So, um, yeah, I mean, he was obviously happy with the way it went, you know, and the fact that I didn't really get hit or hurt anything, and um, obviously just that it went it went well in, in general in that sense, and that I was going to be able to play the rest of the weekend too. So, I think he was just happy in that aspect.
1: Okay, uh, well, good. No, did you c- clearly you're you're aware you wouldn't have been signed with the Oilers yet, but clearly you were aware of the Talbot-Smith fight from 2020 did that enter your mind during or after (laughs) you
3: uh maybe after a little bit you know i definitely see some comments here and there about it and obviously uh you know i like to say smitty was probably a little bit scarier a little bit stronger than me myself i don't think i would like to go after smitty myself so um maybe afterwards when i saw it you know and and i saw it pop up itself a few times on social media so definitely cool to look back on and obviously that was that was a big game um, in general, just two rivalry teams in that sense. So, um, definitely, definitely funny to be compared to in that sense a little bit.
1: Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that tale in terms of, uh, your season here. I, you know, you, you've played some for Baco. I think you're up to 26 appearances now for, uh, for Fort Wayne, kind of your first full season of pro hockey after uh, doing a great job with Minnesota Duluth the last three years, um, uh, or the last couple of years, I guess. How's it, uh, how's it been going? Uh, how, how's the transition? How do you feel you're growing here?
3: Yeah, it's definitely been a little bit of a jump. I mean, the whole uh, kind of first half of the year, I was a little bit um, just up and down between Bakersfield and here. So, it was, you know, you're trying to get your foot in the door somewhere and just trying to get your feet wet a little bit. So it's a little bit tough at the start of the year with uh, with picks going down and, and, and as an injury in Bakersfield. So I was up there and, you know, not playing too much. So um kind of just trying trying to get my feet, you know, underneath me 100% here in the second half of the season where, you know, our team is starting to do better as a whole and we got a playoff spot here. So, um, yeah, just trying to trying to get a little bit of momentum going here into uh, the postseason, and hopefully make a run here with uh, with Fort Wayne and these guys here. As um, you know, I think we have a team that could could uh, could do some damage in playoffs.
1: I know you know you're traveling a lot and practicing and trying to rest and and uh, recharge and all that kind of stuff. But what is what is Fort Wayne like, or what what's the sports scene like in in Fort Wayne? What kind of teams do they have there?
3: Yeah, they have uh, for hockey. we the we're the. Um, You know, we're the the top hockey team here, obviously. And then within, there's a a basketball team here right underneath the Indiana Pacers. So they play out of the same, uh, it's the Coliseum here. So it's cool to see them every other time, you know, when we get a chance to see them play. And then, I think I've just heard from a few other guys since my first year here that in the spring there's a a baseball team here um, that pops up in the spring that, you know, lots of the guys like to go and attend here in the last month of the season or so. So, um, yeah, definitely a little bit of a big, big hockey town, Mo. It's it's nice to play in front of a good crowd here, and, um, you know, they're very enthusiastic about the Comets itself and, um, you know, the players here. So it's cool to have that kind of support. So the city's great to play in.
1: Yeah, a lot of, like, pretty good people come out, or, like, you guys will, I don't know if they're community events or things like that, but you get to connect a little bit that way?
3: Yeah, absolutely, whether it's like fans gates or community events, like you're saying, there's lots of uh, lots of support and interaction with the fans, so uh, we're definitely all appreciative um, of it, and we feel their support um, each and every night.
1: Okay. Well, Ryan, it's good to check in with you. I, I, you know, again, we, we got to meet in person during camp, and uh, it, I, I guess you gave us a reason to talk to you, but next time, Maybe we'll just talk. Doesn't have to be
3: a fight involved. Sound fair? <laughs> that sounds great to me. Have a good thanks, Reed. Ryan Fanti,
1: Oilers goaltending prospect, had a few games with the Condors in Bakersfield earlier this season, now in the ECHL with the Fort Wayne Comets. And yes, he was in a goalie fight on Friday against Brad Barone of the Wheeling Nailers, Shane Albahroni, the play-by-play guy for the Comets. You know what, Kellen? Let's just play it one more time. He did a great oh, job what the
0: is this? Fancy and Barone. Barone wants a piece of Fancy. Look at this. Barone is going out to the blue line. Are they going to go? Oh, the helmets are off. Let's do it. Goalie fight here at the Coliseum. Barone and Fancy lining each other up. Let's see what we got. Fancy with a left. Tags him. Fancy's still up. Looking around. Oh, he fakes the left hand. Barone. look at that right by Fancy, tags him again, another right, Fancy going in with another one, Barone doesn't have a chance, Fancy takes him down, look at the pivot bench explode, Ryan Fancy, what a number on Barone, he wanted it and he got it. Oh, he got it,
1: all right, good stuff there from Shane Albarone, it's Inside Sports on Jed.
2: For most of us, crime is something we see on the news.